and gentlemen hi how are you doing we're back happy post fourth of july it is uh you know july 6th uh real monday's monday if you will and i'm tired i'm very tired and uh, this is a late one hoping to go to bed uh eta immediately but i had to get this episode off my chest because um today's episode um, blatant ripoff of today I learned it's going to be called Jeff just learned because I did I did just learn um, and then I went down this rabbit hole of this event and I just there's nothing else to say other than what the heck is this and I'm just going to throw it out here and kind of see what happens um, so I don't know how many of you guys have heard about the great Canadian maple syrup heist but I just I just learned about it today. Um, absolutely incredible event. Um, potentially one of the most Canadian things of all time, because one, I didn't think maple syrup could, could I didn't think maple syrup could ever be involved in a heist. I didn't think that was possible. Um, in order to do a heist, I feel like it's got to be jewelry. It's got to be knocking over a casino, a bank. It's got to be something worth value. And I don't think there's anything more Canadian than the value of maple syrup. Well, come to find out that there's actually a documentary on this as well. It was in Dirty Money um, on the flicks. Dirty Money, season one, episode five. They literally call it the maple syrup heist. And... It's just an absolutely bananas idea here. Um, basically, the rundown is between 2011, 2012, 3,000 tons of maple syrup were stolen. And it's valued at, let me see here, 18 million, almost $19 million. And that's in, in Europe dollars. Not Europe dollars, Canadian dollars. I should know what they use up there. I want to guess, but I'm not going to. And here's the thing. Adjusted for inflation of 2018, so six years of inflation, the heist is considered the most valuable in Canadian history. Out of every, like, Canada's a big place. Canada's a big, big place. And... This is the most valuable heist in Canadian history, which is just insane. And then the more you dig into this, they like they have a federation. They have a like Star Wars level federation type shit or Star Trek, you know, like the federation. They have a federation of maple syrup. It is the Federation of Quebec Maple Syrup Producers. Like sometimes I'm just like, how much can real life imitate a movie? And then 2020 happened, and you're just like, oh, 
all of movies are imitation of life. Therefore, nothing is not possible. Wild. Take on, take, sit on that for a second. It's going to take you a minute. Um, that being said, I just have a hard time wrapping my head around a maple syrup federation. I really do. And apparently the federation started in like the mid-60s. They were like, hey, let's, let's all get together and, and collectively, you know, advertise maple syrup because we're Canada. Hockey and maple syrup. That's it. So the FPAQ... That's the the Federation of Quebec Maple Syrup Producers, and uh, they they essentially just did that. And when I say they did that, that means they represent seventy seven percent of the global maple syrup supply. What? I don't even like. How many kids do you think grew up and be like, you know what I want to do? I want to be involved in maple syrup. Maple syrup's my life's calling. That's what I want to do. Or on the flip side of that, how many of them get to a point in life where they're like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to steal all the maple syrup. I've never loved anything more in my entire life. And I think maple syrup is is the way out. Um, so yeah, Jeff just learned about this today. And um, it was a great distraction. You know, sometimes you need a little break during the day. This rabbit hole provided a lot, and now I'm excited to have something to watch on Netflix uh, because that's just a ridiculous story, right? Uh, as you guys could have expected, it was an inside job. I mean, you don't just walk into a storage facility and walk out with 3,000 tons of maple syrup without having a guy on the inside, you know, that's what people need to realize. If you're going to do, if you're going to do a heist, if you're going to do some type of big, big thing, you got to have a guy on the inside. You don't have a guy on the inside. You might as well just pack up and go home. Um, but basically from what it sounds like is they stored it in unmarked uh, metal barrels and they were only inspected once a year, which right off the bat, I can't remember the last time I had maple syrup. Probably the last time I was at a Perkins or a Denny's, but I can't tell you the last time I had maple syrup, but I feel like maybe it should be inspected more than once a year. But then again, who am I to say? Maybe it keeps really well, you know, maybe it's not something that needs to be, be checked that often. And I'm not going to be the one that says that that's the case because I'm not a maple syrup inspector. Uh, they inspected it once a year, and the thieves used trucks to transport barrels to a remote sugar shack, which that's where they then took it, and they took out all the juicy, the, the sweet nectar of the maple gods, and they put water in the barrels and then took them back. But then they got cocky, and as they kept doing it, they stopped refilling the barrels. So they would just send the barrels back empty instead of filling them up, which is just... You know, classic, classic heist move. Everything's going well. Everything's going according to plan. And then sure enough, you're like, we can't even get busted. If you don't get busted, then what do you, what do you even, I mean, if you're not getting busted, then people aren't going to know about your heist, right? And that's kind of the whole point is you want to know about, you want people to know that you were able to do it, right? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. If I pulled off an incredible heist like this, I would absolutely want to know, I would want people to know that like, yo, don't mess with me. I'm in the maple syrup game. Is that a game you can be in? I think I would want to be in that game. 
Um, I mean, I never thought the pancakes game was going to be a, a hot commodity, literally. But it is just insane that this these guys stole $20 million of syrup. You know, that's an insane amount. And then you've got to, you've got to smuggle that in. And they talk about it in this, in this little article that I dove into. I mean, they talk about it as, as, you know, it was trafficked and it was then, uh, moved into the real supply and sold to real maple syrup distributors. And I was like, I don't think you can use the word trafficked there. You can't use the word trafficked for drugs and like real crime and like actual people getting trafficked in the same way that you use it for maple syrup. I just don't think that should be allowed. I think there should be a very fine line. I think this would have to be, you know, not trafficked. It would have to be like, you know, uh, infiltrated the the domestic supply. It, it infiltrated the market, but it's not trafficked. You're saying it's trafficked just because it's stolen? Mm, that's a stretch. That's a stretch. And I don't, think I, I don't think I can get behind that. But that's how they were able to get the money for it. They got it to like legitimate syrup distributors, which I'll tell you what, nothing greases my gill as a syrup distributor than knowing I'm getting some stolen hooch, some stolen syrup. Oh, God, that's a sticky situation. Let's be honest. Nine minutes, 30 seconds for me to make this first sticky situation. That was, I mean, we, we all knew it was coming, but also it's just, this is, this is asking to be a Super Troopers movie, right? Is that just me? I mean, you got to figure out, like, it would be a better movie. We'd have to change the ending a little bit, you know, um, as in, like, you follow a kid who grows up to be a Mountie. And then he ends up going to some, you know, South American hole in the wall place and gets some syrup. And he knows the taste of that syrup and he eats it. And he's just like, ooh, ooh, that's that Canadian good, good. I know this syrup. This is straight out of my home. I mean, I'd follow that. I'd follow that movie. And then I would watch him go on this crime syndicate until he gets to the tippy top of Danny DeVito's syrup conglomerate. I just assumed Danny DeVito would run that. I feel like he would be, it, it'd kind of be like a, he's the guy of Monstars, you know? I would imagine that little pudgy guy, you know, he's the one stealing a bunch of syrup. No, just me. It's kind of like, it'd be a nice like uh, change of direction because you would think he's going to be, you know, a super bad guy, but in reality, it's not that he's a super bad guy. It's like you stole syrup. He's, he's an opportunist. He saw a hole in the system and, you know, he did what he had to do to provide. And then because he's Canadian, he probably used the stolen syrup money to, you know, fund a bunch of after school hockey programs. Is that too much? I'm not even sure, but I think there's a lot that could be done here. I kind of tied into uh, uh, like Motherfucker Jones. You guys know who that is? Jamie Foxx in Horrible Bosses. He like pretends that he's like a killer. He's like, I did some serious shit. And then you find out that he like pirated a movie like Fantasia or something. I can't remember what the movie is, but it's like you didn't see that coming. But he's not actually like they paint him to be like this bad guy, but he's not a bad guy. That's what this would be. I mean, this dude got like eight years in 2017. I think the main the main guy 
got eight years in prison plus like a $10 million fine. How do you pay a $10 million fine? Do you get to use the stolen syrup money? If not, who's just got $10 million laying around? And if he doesn't pay the fine, he gets an extension of 14 years, which is wild because that's more than the original conviction. Hey, you're going to go to jail, pay us, and we won't tack on 150% of your first sentence. Huh? Yeah, you got to pay us, and then we'll, we'll let it slide. What if I can't pay it? Well, then we're not going to let it slide. What if we use the syrup, and then, and then we let it slide? That was a that was a shitty one. I feel bad about that one. Anywho, um, yeah, this this is the reason that I did a pod on maple syrup is one because it's a Monday and this is where we're at. And I just learned about it today. It's been a thing for a while. And um, you know, don't say we never taught you anything here uh, on the pod, but uh, we did. Um, watch that episode. I'm gonna watch it. I'm I'm sure I'll follow up. Uh, I didn't make a pod last Friday because um, it was Independence Day and it was pre-Independence Day and I had to drink in the name of America. Um, I do just want to take a quick moment to recognize that Chilling With Myself pod has officially reached 1,000 total plays, uh, which is hilarious because the board of directors has to account for at least 150 of those. Um, this is the 50th episode. So to say that we're really making strides over here is, uh, honestly an understatement because to have a big, big 50th episode like this is just, it's just next level. Okay. And, uh, we're going to keep bringing fire content. You're going to keep getting stuff. You're going to keep learning from us because we're going to keep bringing that freaking fire and, uh, you know, go check this out. Go check this out. Let me know what you think of the great American, great Canadian. It's not American. Great Canadian maple syrup heist. And uh, have a great day. Check it out. Let me know. Syrup for everyone. Maybe I'll have it for breakfast tomorrow in honor of these guys. Pour one out. Maybe I'll pour, pour one out of my maple syrup. I don't even know if we have any maple syrup, TBH. I'll try and order some. Who knows? Nobody knows. All right, I got to get out of here. You guys have a great day. We'll be back tomorrow. That was what Jeff just learned today. Okay. Bye. Chilling.